0: It's time for the voice of mixed martial arts.
1: We are live. It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer from the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Sin City, Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live! This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry, we will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. This is no-holds-barred radio, folks. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, TV, film, you name it, we talk about it. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis, and you know what? There is no guest today, TJ. Why? Because we have lots to be thankful for, we have lots to talk about, and there's a few things to rant and rave about the way I like it, baby. Let's get this thing going. I don't know who's calling me, but you know what? I'm going to have to say goodbye, telemarketer. Here, this is how it goes. Watch this, TJ. All right, let's go. Hi. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Take me off your list. We don't take any telemarketing calls here. I wish you all the best of success. Have a nice day. That's how I do it. Dang, man. (laughs) Polite. Direct to the point. Right. Especially, yeah. when they ask, especially when they ask for somebody that doesn't work here. Oh, well,
0: what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Exactly. I, I've I've been on uh, the list to extend my extended warranty for a car that I haven't owned in like nine years. But they keep calling and they're like, hey, how about that old car that you got? You want to extend the warranty on that? And it's like, no, I don't have that car. I told you nine times.
1: I'll give you one right now. This has hit me. um I think, honestly, I'm going to say nine times in the last four, three to four weeks. All right. Hi, this is the Social Security Administration. You know, you, you're you about to be arrested oh, or yeah. something along those lines. You have to call this number. So I call the number, right? Yep. Uh, and, of course, they answer. And, you know, I'm not putting anybody down if I change my accent or make a thing. But it's it's the Indian-Pakistani accent or a Filipino-similar accent. They're, the, the telemarketing rooms that do a lot of this work, you know, they – have been known to uh, work out of the Philippines or work in certain places in Europe as well as here in the United States. But the bottom line is folks, if the social security administration is contacting you for fraud or an issue you have, they're going to do it in a way and not call you on the phone. Right. Everybody's got to understand this. You don't get called on the phone by government agencies. Okay.
0: I I, I had a long conversation with one of these gentlemen um, and kind of like went along with the spiel, you know, let them, let them give me the whole thing and how I need to pay. And they're like, okay, so to pay us, you need to go to your local Walmart and buy mm-hmm. an Apple gift card. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so the IRS is taking Apple gift cards? All right. Oh, of course. I, yeah, have no, I have no idea. Can I can I pay my cell phone bill with an Apple gift card?
1: <laughs> no. Let me tell. No. What this guy did? Okay, so here I called the number. Right, I did right. this last week. I had to. I, I enjoy doing this. Because, you know, I, I ran telemarketing companies, but, hey, but legal ones, and I know the illegal ones. If you're you know wasting their it. time, they can't be attacking someone else. So I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So a little, little fun in the sun. So I basically said to the guys, oh, so can I have your – and it it was an accent, um, uh, not of an American accent, okay? And I said, well, I really appreciate your call. So tell me, what did I do? Well, what's your name? Wait, you called me. You Back- tell me my name. Right, yeah. Right? Oh, well, I can't do that until I get your name and I need this information. Oh, is that because you're a criminal? Why do you think I'm a criminal? Well, because you're calling and you're screwing people out of funds saying that they owe you for money and you're going to arrest them at the Social Security. In my book, that means you're an effing criminal. And I get hard with him, right? right. <laughs> and he goes, he goes – this is what he goes. He goes like this. Uh, and I said, you're an effing criminal, and this is the, the sixth call I've had so far, and I want to make sure when I report this phone number to the FBI that I do, again, that I always give them the proper information. So why don't you give me your name and your badge number? So he gives me his name, and he gives me a badge number, and he goes like this. He goes, the FBI? I said, yes, the FBI is very interested in all these calls. And he goes, FBI? Ooh, yeah. you're scaring me. He goes like that. He goes, Ooh, you're scaring me. Yeah. FBI. And then and he they goes like this. FBI will never find me. That's what well, they won't. The That's phone. the problem. They won't. That's the problem. They won't. They yeah. won't. Yeah. They won't. So I gave a little dose of a little expletive uh, conversation because I just felt like having some fun with him getting it off my chest. And where am I? Oh, I'm in Brazil when I get the call. Right? Oh, <laughs> it's right. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's that. Like, people don't buy over the phone. Honestly, don't even buy through infomercials. Okay? Because you'll just get rebuilt every month until you tell them to stop billing you. Check what you buy. Buyer beware. This is the holidays. There are so many scams going on during the month of December. Yep. It's the final period of the year that everybody can take in as much money as possible. And I'm telling you, people, hang up say, I'm not interested. I don't take telemarketing calls and block them on your phone, cell phones and otherwise. The calls will still keep coming because they sell your names on lists and multiple companies have them. Trust me.
0: Yeah. What's a bummer is the law. And again, no one's following the law, but the law is that you're not supposed to be able to, uh, solicit people for things like this, uh, on mobile numbers. You're only allowed to call landlines, but, uh, as you know, you say take me off your list or whatever. It just it doesn't change, and uh, th- there's no real way to enforce it. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, th- there are certain friends of mine that it's it's harassment because their phone just never ever stops yeah. ringing, and uh, I don't know, it's just not going to change.
1: My heart goes out to the elderly people that fall for this stuff. That's why I like to talk about it so much. Just whatever you can do to protect your parents, your loved ones, your friends.
0: Right. Well, everybody. I mean- uh, we, we joke about Apple gift cards being, you know, used as currency with these people. But uh, honestly, like, I can't say that my wife's, you know, 90 year old grandmother wouldn't think that that is normal because think about this. Like there are things called Apple pay, right? Like you can put your uh, mm-hmm. credit card in your phone and use your phone to pay through like the Apple pay service. She doesn't have a smartphone. You know what I mean? So she may think that, oh, I don't have a smartphone, but you want me to use Apple pay. Those are gift cards, right? Okay. This must be real. It's just it, the, the learning curve is very steep, especially for that, you know, World War II generation.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what they're out there to take advantage of because the, the younger kids right now, they're going to be very hard to take advantage of as they get older. All right, let's get off this. We all know we got to be careful. The holidays are upon us. Thanksgiving is behind us. I got the tree, came home. Kristen had a nine-foot tree waiting for me when I get home. I, I love that. God, she's just the best sister, partner, best friend. You know, she and the kids are here, start decorating my house. and made me feel Christmas spirit. I went down to my mom's house yesterday, uh, put up the tree and decorated the house, you know, with and for her and just getting in the Christmas spirit. I love Christmas and it's a gift of giving. I never concern myself with what I'm ever given, although I get excited whenever I receive. I don't care what it is. It's the thought that counts. But one thing about me, I give thought when I give gifts to the people I give gifts to because – I just love it. I love it. I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. I love this whole seven week period. Six I, week period. I
0: have uh, awesome. worked with you for a decade and not one Christmas has gone by where you haven't sent me something and uh it's appreciated. I, I love it. I need to be better at sending something back. I'm not always the best at that. Um, but like you said, Bruce, like it, it is a thought that counts. You've been uh very generous, uh, you know, not even only just in the holiday season, you've been very generous though to me and my family throughout that time and um, I, I love, I love the holiday season mainly because it, we, we talk about this time and time again, it's at the end of the year and it's a good mm-hmm. way to sort of conclude the year and ramp ramp up to be better for the next year. And, uh, I, I like that holiday sort of stretch because it's like, it's a little bit of rest and relaxation, you know, good spirits. And then let's go kick ass next year, next month.
1: Exactly. And to add to that, and I talk about this every time around this time of year, people, one thing about me, if you don't get it by now listening to my show, is that I never stop. I end the year strong to start the year strong. My last UFC is December 14th. This is a very big work week for me this week, probably the last super busy week of the year for most, but not for me. I am on the phone. I am making cold calls, doing whatever I can because when that January 3rd hits and I hit the road jumping and moving, I want deals on the table. I am going to end strong, to start the year strong. A day off for me is Christmas. Otherwise, it's thinking about what the life I've designed for myself, the work life and everything else. I had a great year this year. My family is healthy and everybody's good. I want a better year next year. and The only way it's going to happen is to focus, stay strong, and go for it. But at the same time, I know how to relax, I know how to have fun, and I know how to enjoy my Christmas. And seeing my boys smiling and the loved ones I have around me and my friends smiling and happy is going to make me very happy. So that's my plan for the rest of the month. Now, let's take this on to a little UFC talk. But before we do, TJ, the one gift I'm not going to send you, but get this. Walmart, right, mm-hmm. had to apologize. TJ, they released a sweater. Okay? It's a Christmas sweater. But it has a drug reference. Right. The, sweater, the sweater says it's got an image of Santa Claus behind a table okay. with three white lines. that look similar to rails of cocaine, you know, cocaine lines. Right. And the image on the sweater with a Santa that looks like his eyes are just boiling high and this manic smile and a little mound of, of white balls of what looks like a cocaine mound beside it. It says, let it snow. I mean, it's, here, it's, here, here's the problem. How, how does this get by? How does it get by? See, I'll tell you exactly how. It,
0: it's not Walmart. So this isn't in the store. This is on their online uh, portal, which Walmart.
1: No, I should I, I have said that. I apologize. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It's okay.
0: Because um, I don't know if we read these stories all the time, but I hear these stories all the time where it's in their online portal. And what they do is they do business with these companies. Most of them are overseas. Um, But they'll have a long track record with them of, you know, selling normal goods. And then after a while, they just like kind of stop approving things. They just kind of let them, uh, you know, run autonomously under their banner. And then all of a sudden they have to issue a apology because something like this gets by. And right. I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, No, it's fine to have online, in my opinion. But the fact is, Walmart you know, it is a, a huge corporation and they need to, you know, put off this image that they're, you know, family friendly. And when you have something like this under your banner, even though it's not really Walmart, Walmart's taking a small cut of whatever this, you know, company sells under their banner. Maybe it's a significant cut. I'm not sure. Uh, but but the bottom line is uh, they're kind of the middleman, but they're the ones that are held to task when this these things happen.
1: Hey, it's the old story. Management has to answer for the salespeople, right. and the captain has to answer for the soldiers, bottom line. Right. So Walmart, be careful. I'm looking at this thing. It cracks me up. but right. I mean, it, it's, it's, like, not, it's not really going to hurt them either. They, I mean, honestly, if no. anything, this is
0: publicity for people to go on their website and be like, I wonder if I can find the next, you know, let it snow.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of letting it snow, Josh Brolin is not going to be uh, letting the sunshine uh quite a bit anymore get a load of this one the event you know josh is a friend of the show Josh he's been on the
0: show before yeah, yeah
1: exactly and he made fun of this on his instagram painfully so there's a thing out there called perennium sunning okay Okay. And,
0: uh, yeah I'll, I'll get to it I'll get i mean it. i'm wondering if people know and i believe it's pronounced perineum um
1: parent perineum perineum okay okay all okay. right a practitioner who calls herself metaphysical megan she claims that Perinidium sunning can regulate hormones as well as sleep patterns. Well, Josh, who – those of you who know Josh Bro, uh, Brolin, he played Thanos in the Marvel you know, Cinematic Universe movies and all that kind of stuff. So he tried the perennium sunning, and he wrote on Instagram. He goes, I tried this perennium sunning that I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is in capitals, do not do it as long as I did. What it is, folks, is you lie back on your back and you hold onto your legs like as if you're stretching your legs backward to expose the area that does not see the sun, as Josh calls it, his pucker hole, <laughs> um, right. the, the the area I guess between your anus and your genitalia, yeah. the, the undercarriage, if you will. Yeah, that's right. So he, he laid in the sun like that in the position which if you, if you look up Josh and look at his Instagram, you'll see sunny. but he kind of stayed at the party a little too long. And the next day he was supposed to go shopping with his family and friends. So he said instead, I'm sorry, Josh, I have to laugh. He said, instead I'm icing and using aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the pain. He can't even walk around. Oh yeah, I mean, right? think about and this. Here, here, oh, go ahead. Here, here, here's what he said, now I'm gonna use the F-bomb, right? He yeah, yeah. Quoting Josh. I don't know who the fuck thought of this stupid shit, but <laughs> fuck you nonetheless. Seriously. I mean, I, I love that, by the way. That's like you, you just hit the
0: F-bomb twice in like 15 seconds, and that's double the, like, I think decade we've done this show. Yeah, um, exactly. But but for good reason, because my goodness. But like, okay, I'm a, I'm a fair-skinned individual, right? Like, last name DeSantis. But blood, Scandinavian, and English. Okay, right, um, right. I don't get a lot of sun, and when I do, especially in parts of my body that don't see a lot of sun, like for example, my upper thighs, or um, uh, what's the the other one that's really bad? Um, it's my my upper thighs, and, and I guess the back of the the the, the thigh as well, the hamstring area. Um, oh what, yeah. What, if I, I wear, sure if I, yeah, if I wear wear real short shorts to the beach, Bruce. Not only will I get sunburned, but in those areas that don't see sun ever it, there's like a tolerance right and when your skin is exposed to it for too long for the first time, it feels like i mean yes, it is an actual burn, but it feels like you were in a fire like it it is it is horrible I cannot imagine the pain that he is going through well you're you're actually
1: getting a if' I'm not going it's crash a it's third a burn. degree burn it it, it yes. is a
0: burn it's not as yeah. um damaging is say you know you were getting licked by flames per se or uh if you had touched something you're still burning you're still burning layers right? of the skin it, it, you're still shedding right. layers, and, of skin. and you are going to shed and it has i mean having a tan is really just a healing process you know what i mean that's that's what your skin is doing
1: um, yeah it's a toughening it's a toughening of the skin but it's also endangering the skin to what we all know oh, is yeah. a big issue which yeah. is skin cancer you know there's skin cancer down in australia with no ozone level. Le- uh, excuse, me, ozone layer over most of the country. They have the highest level of skin cancer amongst uh, children in certain oh, ages in the world. And the other thing here when we're dealing with this uh, perineum, uh tanning or sunning, as you call it, you're you're going after an area that has never received sun exposure. It's never right. even seen the That's sun. What I'm saying. So when you're when you're exposing your genitalia that area, you're actually increasing the chance of getting skin cancer down there, and you will not be able to see it because why? You don't look down there, okay? Right. We don't see it.
0: I mean yeah. – it's up to you who you want to show your perineum to, but I'm guessing that if you're going to you know, show it off to somebody and it, maybe it's a little more pale than you want it to be, uh, they're going to probably forgive you on it. All right. Don't go Uh,
1: do this people. Please don't hold off on that. All right. Now, speaking of damaging the skin, the UFC on Saturday from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. proved to be a really exciting one. And for reasons that were, uh, not good for people involved and good for people involved. Starting off with <clears throat> Mahmoud Muradab, one of the nicest guys I've met fighting in the UFC. This this man is so nice. Loves his job. He's fought six times this year, won every time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, six and That
0: that That's a fighter of the year uh, caliber yeah. uh, run.
1: Here he is in the first fight, first prelim oh, fight God, on the card. I watched this. On the fight pass. And with a. Highlight KO shot for the ages. Knocks out the game. Trevor Smith, the mouthpiece comes out. Full-on perfect bean shot. You know, the stem of the brain shakes. You're out. You're done. What a KO. Won yeah. the bonus. Good for him. Um, very one one of the best knockouts of the win. year. Um, that, no
0: question. That the, And I, I joked about this on the post-fight radio show that I did, Bruce. The way that that mouthpiece of Trevor Smith's went flying, it looked like he had launched the clay pigeon. You know what I mean? It looked like they were skeet shooting, and like it's one thing to dislodge the mouthpiece. This mouthpiece apparently went through the octagon and almost hit a member of the media. Like, think about the odds of that.
1: No, I believe it. I mean, that thing just propelled out because I I had the clearest shot of it from where I was sitting. Um, You know, I've got obviously one of the best seats in the house. Thank God. One of the one of the benefits of my job. Right. But I was also there to watch in the main event. The the power. Of these two individuals, oh. especially Strik, who I understand, now you might have questioned his ability because he's like Mike Tyson. He was taking everybody out in the first round. Right Now he trains for Alistair Overeem, his first five-round fight. The word that went through us at the UFC was that, and his statement, is he trained six-minute rounds to prepare for the ability to go five rounds. Huh. Well, it, it paid. that's what he did. It's that's very interesting. interesting, yeah. That, that might yeah. be a technique that catches on. I would think so. And uh, with that being said, He's not the most mobile of heavyweights, but he is, and you don't even realize how powerful this oh. man hits. Now, yeah. proof of the pudding, of course, comes down. Overeem's winning the fight on my, on my card. They were even going into the fifth. Overeem's you know, pretty well taking it to whatever level or whatever yeah. edge he has.
0: I, I'm going to cut you off real quick, Bruce. You say even going into the fifth. You're, you're being very generous to Rosenstrike. I believe all uh, judges, uh, Cage side, had it for nothing for Overeem going into the fifth.
1: Wait, oh no, no, my 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 records here are wrong. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm looking at the Rothwell strew fight. Oh, got it. I, I had some evenness going into the third there. Excuse me, no, you're correct. Okay. With that being said, four seconds left. Yep. Right? Feints to the left, throws the right, clocks him, and, and poor Alster. His lip yep. and when I got in the octagon, you know, I mean I've seen everything's happened, the octagon, nothing, you know, kind of freaks me out anymore. I felt so bad for him though, man, four seconds left. What a rip that was, but he's got a great attitude about it.
0: Right. I mean, he's a true pro he's been through it all. Yeah. Um, the, the, everything, the thing that was crazy about that cut is, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that bad. They're going to be able to fix that. It's going to be just fine. Um, but get that re- a good one. Right. And
1: get a good plastic surgeon.
0: Yeah, but that replaces uh the Marvin Eastman cut that he suffered mm. uh, from Bithor mm. Belfort way back in the day. Right. Like that was the most shocking cut prior to to Saturday Night Overeem's uh, lip is the new and new horse. You horror can story. say
1: it. You can say it. I won't. What did Joe Rogan refer to it as? Oh, I don't want to. I'm not. Nope. You not, know, not, yeah. <laughs> not not interested. Not interested say in that saying it. that. No. Let Let me put it this way. That can't be said anymore.
0: No, no. Go back and uh, <laughs> utilize that Fight Pass subscription. UFC forty three in Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center. If you want to see uh, a crazy uh, fight between Vitor Belfort and Marvin Eastman, and in, uh, highly inappropriate commentary for
1: twenty nineteen, but uh, Hi- highly inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> highly. Yeah. Anyway, with the okay, we're off that one. All right. So Ulster, uh, he'll heal. The man's been in the fight game, I think, since I was a baby. Um, you know we'll see seriously, seriously. you're not you're exactly. not wrong like, like <laughs> no. he, he has an extensive MMA
0: record and that doesn't even include his uh kickboxing matches like uh, you average it out it's like Overeem fights every four days it feels like when you look at all of his fights combined
1: it when I was listening it was 2003 Bumbaya yeah. Antonio Inoki's event uh, Fedora fought, Liotto fought yep. everybody fought Rich Franklin event. was on that card Rich Franklin was on that card, and then here comes Alistair Overeem weighing about 205 pounds, right, yep. with a hammer. Yep. Remember how he used to come oh, in man. all the time?
0: Yeah, his nickname
1: yeah. Uh, was the Demolition Man, and, he, Demolition man. and I always wondered how the hell he got that hammer through airport security. I don't know, but I think that that character of himself that was the active character of Alistair Overeem back then would be great for WWE. <laughs> oh yeah. coming I mean, in like that, yeah. that whole shtick, you yeah. know, it's just, it's awesome. All right. So then we have that. Now one of the other standouts in the show, of course, the body twister, right? The body twister, only the second one done. Everybody talked about that. It was wild. Wasn't yeah. it TJ? Yeah, You know, who invented that, right? Well, I have to say it's Eddie Bravo. It Am is Eddie Bravo.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the other one was, uh, Chan Sung Jung on Leonard Garcia, I believe. Um, it's, it's, it's a highly unusual move for mixed martial arts because so many things need to go the exact right way uh, for it to, to be done. I mean, you, you have to have your opponent put their arm around your head, which that's incredibly mm-hmm. hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the way that he did that uh, with, with relative ease, that's what was really impressive about it. I mean, it's a, it's a low percentage move, uh, but, but to do it in just flawless manner uh, I'm sure Eddie Bravo was, was very appreciative of that being utilized.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And anybody who wants to criticize Eddie Bravo, well, just watch the show Saturday night. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, His moves work. They work. One last thing. Uh, obviously, all the fights everybody brought are Ricky Simon, Rob Font, winning a, a Fight of the Night or Performance of the Night award for each other. for the Great fight, great fight. And Aspen Ladd coming back in the third round uh, to be dominant over Yana Kuts- Kunitskaya. Um, they, I saw a video of her corner. Talking to her and saying, look, you gotta be, you gotta fight like you're in a phone booth, right? Yep. You need to keep throwing those punches. And she listened to him and she came out on top because she was having problems in that fight. And it all came together. Tim Means, Tiago Alves. You're talking you're seeing a lot of fighters Saturday night that have been in this game a long time. Right. I mean you know, between
0: between Alves and Matt Wyman and Rothwell and Struve and, and Overeen yeah. for that matter, like these are guys that you know were in the UFC nine years ago. You know, it's, it's crazy.
1: It is crazy. So let's talk about the craziness of next weekend. We've got a big show next weekend, UFC 245. This will be my last UFC for the year. I am not going to be announcing in Korea. I'm sorry to hear that Brian Ortega uh, tore or slightly tore his ACL, smartly pulling out of the fight because if he did continue, and he could continue and fight if he chose to, but the damage that he could get from a severed ACL, as I so well know, would keep him out of the fight game for a year. So smart to back out. He will be back to fight the tough Legendary Frankie Eggers stepping in against the zombie. Going to be a tough fight um, when that happens. So now let's get down to UFC 245. Three championship fights. we got Amanda Nunes, Jermaine uh, Durandamy. we got Max Holloway, Alexander Volkanovsky. We got Kamaru Usman and the outspoken, trash-talking Colby Covington. Um, other fights on this card, Mike Perry, Jeff Neal, Arino Adana, Aldana, and Ketlin Vieira. Uh, there's Ben Saunders. I always see Ben Saunders is another one that's been around forever, and he's fighting Matt Brown. And Ben Saunders, he's another one. Just he looks good, you know, better in his later later stages. So I always like watching Ben fight. Um, very strong card. But obviously, uh, with Uriah Faber and Peter Yan opening up the main card, Jose Aldo and Marla Morais. That main card's sick, TJ.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic card. You were talking about. Uh, Inoki Bombay uh, from 2003, and in Japan, the end of the year shows on New Year's Eve were uh, you know the biggest Legendary. days in the in the year in combat sports, and uh, I yeah. feel like December 14th is kind of uh, like that that same sort of feel with these three title fights and a, a solid undercard. Um, it, it, it will be a night to uh, sort of sit back and enjoy because
1: uh, one of the strongest cards uh, of the year uh, for the UFC. Actually, actually excuse me, absolutely. Um, again, being the last card of the year for me, I'm very excited about it. You know, you brought back a memory in 2003 with Bombay. Bombay. that night there were three MMA shows on TV yep. in Japan, Yep. A- and it was over half the population was watching MMA that night, yep. according to the ratings. And then when the horse Gracie, when he fought the sumo wrestler, I forget uh, his yeah, name uh, that uh, night. Yeah, Aki Bono. Aki Bono, who's a national hero, along with the, you know, of course... Uh, Antonio Inoki, in his own right, being a national hero that that was there was forty five thousand people in the arena. I was announcing that night, not counting the other fifty plus thousand in the other arena. And then when Aki Bono fought Hoyce Gracie, everybody watching the shows tuned in to fight to watch that fight. Yeah. huge ratings. Yeah. Yeah. huge ratings.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, Japan when uh, you know they, they call it the koktogi boom. That's uh, that you know the the combat sports boom. In, uh, in Japan, it, it was unlike any other place on the planet. And uh, the Japanese scene is coming back around a little bit more, but that was really the golden age for combat yeah, sports.
1: Absolutely. Without question, it was. The whole Pride days. Well, you, you, you said it enough. You put it perfectly. Yeah. So that's going back to that. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, hoping the show will sell out strong. And uh, any predictions, TJ, as far as like the... Amanda Nunes and Jermaine Duranami. Okay. How do, how do you see it? I'm all about the best woman wins, the best sure. man wins. On paper here, I got to go with Amanda from the striking aspect um, if she can get past the length and reach of Jermaine. Yeah. Well, Jermaine's a better Jermaine striker on paper. Yeah. Um, but
0: Amanda yes. is a better MMA fighter overall yes. with her yes. well rounded game. I don't mean that, you know, with disrespect in any way, but uh, of course. Jermaine of course. remains sort of, you know, what she was at her base, which has been very. Difficult for people to deal with. Um, you know, when, when you're really good at something, um, sometimes that that's enough. And, and Jermaine Durand to me has, has made a career out of making women, you know, fear her, her stand-up attacks. Um, I, I like Amanda here. Uh, the momentum is on her side. I don't think that her, you know, when you become a champion, Rhonda's talked about this in the past, um, you know, the pressure of maintaining that status and, and being, you know, always on, on fight night, can get to a person. Can get to their mental, sure. uh, you know, state of mind and 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 wear on them. I think Amanda is not feeling any of that fatigue whatsoever. No. Uh, you know, no. with all the success that she's had, and um, nope. you know, it's it's going to be a very very tough thing for anyone to uh, dethrone her. But with that said, Jermaine Duran is very dangerous. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I got to lean uh, lean towards Amanda Nunes.
1: Never any guarantees on any Saturday night, Sunday, Friday night, whatever night the UFC is on. Anybody can win on any given day. Amanda, I agree with you in everything you said. I know Amanda well enough to state that nothing rattles this lady. Right. Nothing rattles her. She is a warrior, uh, one of the most mentally strong warriors when you look at everything she's done to get to where she's gotten to. So very strong. And I'm not taking anything away from Jermaine Durandamy, a woman who's been fighting again for a right. long time. These are warriors, and folks. And let's are not going
0: uh, Jermaine Durandomi, former UFC champion. So, uh,
1: exactly. She wants to reclaim exactly. that.
0: I'm sure she's very hungry to do
1: so. Holloway Volkanovski is going to be a brawl for it all. Yeah. Let me go into the Comrade Usman Colby Covington fight. Mm. We have two wrestlers, right? If I'm not incorrect here, going at it. How do you see these styles? I mean, people have complained about, I don't, but people have complained about Comrade's fights not being super exciting. Colby's last couple fights, to me, have been—I mean, the, the the punches, the the mixed martial arts he's been putting in. I don't always agree with the way he handles himself publicly in his statements and stuff like that. You know how I am about that. But as far as the fighting that's going on that night, how do you see that coming out?
0: I mean, eh, Colby on paper um, has a better wrestling attack than uh, Kamara Usman. That said, so did Tyron Woodley, and look how right. that fight went. Um, right. uh, this is a mixed martial arts fight. There's some emotion involved. I think that emotion is going to fuel Kamara Usman. Um, when you're the champion and you're defending your title for the first time, uh, your whole entire legacy hinges on that one fight. Now, when you're a multiple-time defending champion, um, not that you can relax a little bit, but when you've proven that you're the best and, and have held on to your title for a while, I think there's less pressure there to a certain extent in the sense that, like, look, uh, I, I have... Established myself as the best. When you're when you're you know a first-time defending champion, you're still kind of proving to everyone that you deserve it. And Kamaru Usman does deserve it. He beat Tyron Woodley. It was a fight that uh, went kind of the opposite way that I thought it would. In the sense that Woodley didn't have much uh, for Usman. I think Colby Covington will have a lot more for Kamaru Usman on Saturday night than than Tyron did. I'm not saying that Tyron, you know, didn't perform. Um, But but something was off for him. Um, Colby Covington has a chip on his shoulder. Some of the stuff that he says, I don't believe is all that uh, honest. I think that he's a showman. I think he says things uh, to get under his opponent's skin while also making uh, fans interested in him um, or not like him. him. Because, I mean, that's the thing. We say this all the time in combat sports. You don't have to get everyone to feel like they like you and you don't have to get Mm -hmm. everyone to feel that they hate you. You just need to get people to feel and Colby Covington has been able to make people feel one way or the other. Um, Mm -hmm. I I worry that Colby at times over motivates his opponents to try to beat the crap out of him. Uh, But so far so good for him. Uh, He's been able to make it work. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good fight. It's going to be one where Kamara Usman um, is going to show, you know, really, the heart of a champion we're going to see where that is because I think Colby will test him um, but at the same time I, I, I think Kamaro needs to kind of calm down and make sure that he doesn't let emotion uh, get in the way because uh, Covington said some Covington like yeah, things throughout this fight in the build and uh, that needs to be pushed out of the out yeah. of both fighters minds honestly come bell time.
1: Horrible Colby I like you you know I like you but the classless things you've been saying you got to watch it I, I just, I just don't like it so there you go how kind of to say it.
0: Yeah, I mean there there you are know? things there are things that Colby has done that are similar to say what Chael Sonnen has done, but Colby has done it in a manner where it's like okay, I get what you're doing. You're making people sort of dislike you, but at the same time, it's like uh you might be going over the line to a certain extent. You might be yeah. be becoming, you know, rude and not uh
1: playful, if you will. Very polite way to put it, but you made a point. Yeah. And I got you. Okay. Let's see what happens. Let's see how it comes out. <clears throat> May the best man win. And I'll roar, as always, for the best man and woman that wins on that night. Next Saturday night, Las Vegas, UFC 245. Looking forward to it. Let's go on to some news stories here. Okay. Uh, we got some got some weird stuff here. An officer in Los Angeles Police Department, LAPD, is under investigation. He had a body camera camera on, right? You right. What it, body cam, they call it? Yep. Okay, so they were responding to a call about a possible dead body in a residential uh, location. So the officer determined the woman was dead. His officer partner goes off to get something from the patrol car. This officer, who was left alone with the woman, who was dead, uh, had a body-worn camera. He turned off his body-worn camera and allegedly fondled the deceased woman's breasts. Um, the camera was turned off before the incident but here's what happens TJ. There's a two minute what they call buffer on the device. I'm not trying to make a joke. It's what they call it. <clears throat> and due to that two minute buffer when they did an internal investigation or when they do, you know, casually do a random check rather of body camera footage, they came across it and the incident was considered way beyond the pale and unacceptable. And co-workers of the accused LAPD Central Division are furious. He's been under investigation now. He was caught fondling a dead corpse, according to this article. Ouch.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how you come back Ouch. from that. You know what I mean? That is uh, definitely uh, crossing the line, to the, say the least. No and, like, Yeah, question. I don't know.
1: Like, like I, I don't know if I want to work with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's kinda, that's weird. Oh, he's going to have a hard time, you know, showing his face. I mean, whatever's going on right now. But, I mean, Jesus. It's... I, it, really a comic heavy beyond that, but obviously charges will be made. There's got to be some charges there. I mean, it's, I don't know what do you call that? Uh, what is the term with necrophilia, uh, necrophilia or an act of necrophilia? Well, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's
0: yeah, I, I yeah, it, it's gross. That's what it is.
1: Gross. Wow. Here's a weird one. Okay. This is, I'm going to get into a two stories here. of When animals and scorpions attack, You've heard of feral
0: cats, right? Yeah, for sure, like wild, uh, intact cats that run around. They're essentially wild animals and not domesticated pets. Well, in Texas, they have feral hogs. Right, we have them here in California as well. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Yeah, we we do. do. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, uh, up north a little bit.
1: Yeah, so uh, Christine Rollins, who's a 59-year-old caregiver to an elderly couple at the city in Texas, she failed to show up at work on time, so her 84-year-old homeowner found her lying in the front yard between her car and the house. Multiple hogs assaulted her when she arrived at work. Oh my like God. between 6 and 6.30 in the morning when it was dark outside. And according to the police uh, uh, sheriff, he said it's 35 years. It was the worst, one of the worst things he's ever seen. So these mature feral hogs can weigh between 100 and 400 pounds. She was attacked by different hogs of various sizes, they figured, by the bites in her body. They literally took this woman apart and killed her when she stopped at the home for the woman she cares for to get out of her car and go into the home to start her job. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, what is concerning about this, Bruce, is did they attack her or did something happen to this woman to where she was incapacitated and then they sort of unleashed their assault? Because like, if you are at a farm, if you're at a hog confinement and you have any sort of a uh, wound where you're bloody you cannot go in the hog pen because they will attack you it's it's not that they're in their nature to want to like kill you but it's in their nature to eat and they smell blood and they do that like feral hogs that may be different um i don't know if they were stalking her or maybe if it was something she got out of her car and she cut her hand or slipped and fell and we'll hit never her know. Head. you know it's we'll never know I, I I mean, I hate to say this. I hate to sound grim, but I hope that is sort of the case where something happened to her, where she was bleeding. And then the the, the sort of incident happened uh, because the idea of I mean, I don't mean to chuckle, but we've never thought of of hogs as predators in the sense that they will stalk and attack human beings. Like that's a scary world to live in when you have to you know think, man, can I walk out to my car because I may be attacked
1: by wild hogs? It's crazy, you know, and uh, what can I say (laughs) when hogs attack? But if you remember in the old days, if you watch a TV show like Deadwood, when they want to get rid of the bodies, they just threw the body. They just killed and, you know, threw it into a bunch of hogs who basically ate the entire thing. Right. Nothing left over. Now, let's go a step further. United Airlines woman sitting in a United Airlines flight. She's feeling little stings in her on her leg. Multiple pain. She goes into the bathroom. In the bathroom, as she checks herself, a scorpion drops out of her pant leg, still alive, as scurries across the floor. And eventually, the flight attendants caught it on the plane. I've heard of snakes on a plane, saw the movie, right. but I never heard of scorpions on a plane. That's a documentary, Jesus. right? The snakes on the Plane's a documentary? No, it's a movie with Samuel Jackson where he goes and saves everybody you know, with oh, snakes so, on a plane.
0: You, um, you should watch this movie about sarcasm. It's a really, oh, yeah. good, really <laughs> okay,
1: good one. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Sorry. 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 It's all right. All I've, been, okay. I've been traveling for a week. I got a lot of road dust on it. It's me. okay. It's okay. So, all right. So anyway, there you go on that one. Let's that's get serifying. into some I mean, that,
0: that's something that, I mean, here's the thing you hear about, uh, brown recluses. Have you heard about these spiders that like they bite you? And a lot of times the bite becomes so infected that you have to actually have surgery to have it removed. Uh, um, I've
1: got them. We, we have them here in my neighborhood.
0: Well, I think they're everywhere because of yeah. what we're just talking about. People fly. And uh, I I had a buddy that worked at a grocery store in Minnesota, and when they would take the bananas out of the crates that would come in via delivery, there would be dead tarantulas in there. Um, And it's because these uh, bananas come from a very tropical climate where these spiders live, and then they just get shipped up. Like When we are doing the amount of air travel that we are doing every single day, poisonous animals like this that can hide in luggage clothes, dare I say hair, you know, on, on certain people. Um, you know, these things are going to happen and it, it's shocking that it happened, but it's also not completely
1: surprising. I am not a lover of spiders. Um, one of my things, scorpions, I'm certainly not a big fan of, and, and even here you talk about recluse spiders, but I, if you saw my Instagram one time, Chris uh, was about to sit down, and there was the egg with the black widow coming leg sticking out of it uh, right where she was sitting. You yeah. know? So I have to constantly be careful around here because I have black widows, as they are everywhere. Right. And I grew up in Texas part of my life. We had tarantulas, black widow, all that stuff. Yeah. Not my favorite thing. I no. know the ecosystem spiders do a lot, but I am not a lover of spiders. Right. I'll be I quite mean, frank about
0: it. I'm fine with the spiders living outside. You know, I don't want them in my yeah. house. And uh, really— They're the only spider that I really liked was Anderson Silva. So,
1: and for me, it's Anderson Silva, and of course, Spider Man, my one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, Long yeah, Batman, yeah, Superman. Yeah. But uh, you ever see Arachnophobia? Uh, yes, and I <laughs> never watched it a second time. <laughs> no, thank you. Nope, nope, nope. Saw it once. I'm done. All right, a few more stories before we take off here. Uh, the Washington Nationals get World Series bonuses. Um, for people that wonder how that works out, their bonuses were three hundred and eighty thousand dollars each. For winning three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars each for winning the World Series. Very cool. The record number of postseason bonuses awarded is insane for major league baseball. Eighty million dollars, TJ, and change. Gets handed out to the Flares. Yankees got hundred and fourteen thousand per player. Cardinals hundred forty-four thousand per player. Atlanta, thirty-three, Dodgers, thirty-two, Minnesota, your team, thirty-seven, Tampa Bay rays, thirty-six. And this is the third highest pot of all time, right behind 217 and 218. So I guess 2020 is going to be even more money. Lamar DeMar Jackson, the standout quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, his memorabilia, his rookie game jersey, they figure now will set a fortune. Um, they expect his rookie game jersey uh, from 2000, what is it? 2000, excuse me. They do sell us his 2018 Game 7 jersey, sold for $3,000 last year. Uh, they expect his college jersey, uh, the game-worn jersey, excuse me, for 2018 to go for $25,000. Brian smartly went out seeing that he was taking off and got some of his rookie cards um, and held on to them. And they've already like gone up five to ten times in price. Wow. So he's definitely a hot commodity, Lamar Jackson. A lot of fun to watch. Have you watched this this young man play? Nah, I'm not a huge, I'm not
0: a huge NFL guy. You know that, but that's uh,
1: right. Yeah, that's right. I but
0: that. I, but I hear. I mean, it's impossible to watch
1: a Sports Center and not you know see highlights that, and hear things. Exactly. Now, one thing I do know you love is baseball. Love so
0: baseball.
1: now, one of the greatest baseball movies ever made, in my opinion, top five ever, is Major League with Charlie Sheen. Oh, great film. Great film. So now, the hat and actual baseball that Charlie Sheen worn through in the movie Major League. It could be yours. It's up for dibs. The auction house Leland's has it out for auction. Uh, they're figuring right now there's 17 bids on the cap. The cap is already up to $4,600 at this point. The ball's got 10 bids on it. It's already up to around $2,500. Um, we'll see. And he, he's auctioned he off other items, too. Uh, the watch he wore in the movie Platoon. But also Charlie Sheen. I've talked about this on the show before. Charlie Sheen is one of the biggest collectors of baseball memorabilia around. Uh the famous Boston Red Sox ball that went through the legs of uh, Wapner, what was his name? Buckner. Buckner, Buckner. He paid $64,000, give or take, for that ball some 25 years ago. Wow. Like 20 years ago. God knows what that's worth. He has Don Larson's perfect game baseball. He's got a Babe Ruth locker tag that apparently belonged to the great Bambino himself. Aside from Babe Ruth signed baseballs, they actually put a lot of his memorabilia up uh for viewing in New York at one of the Planet Hollywoods at one time. I mean, literally, he has tons of it. So I, I, you know how I am about all this stuff. I think it's really cool. Why he's selling? Who knows? I don't know if Charlie needs money. He's made a hellacious amount of money in his career. Hopefully, he hasn't blown it. But he's got millions of dollars in memorabilia. Feel good story, last story of the day. My old neighbor, the actor, I'm sure you know who he is, Danny Trejo. Do you know, did that ring a bell? Of course. Machete. Machete. Right. Mm-hmm. So Machete was uh, basically he came to the aid of a baby. I love these stories. I forget how old Danny is now. I think he's probably early 70s, but he's one of the best known villains. He came to the rescue of baby that was in an overturned vehicle in Los Angeles. It, it, it wasn't a stunt, folks. It's a real life situation that happened. He witnessed two vehicles crash, causing one to roll over the overturned vehicle that was sitting on its roof, had a baby strapped inside the car. He tried crawling through the broken window but couldn't get the seatbelt unhooked. With the help of another bystander, they were able to free the child. The only thing that saved that little kid was his car seat. Proof of the fact of how important car seats are. Good for you, Danny. Stepping up. Love that. Very, very cool. Machete goes to the help of people without the machete. Nice job. Nice way to start the holidays, Danny, helping that family. All right, TJ, that's pretty much it. I've had a week on the road. I was down in Brazil playing poker for Poker Stars. Had a great time. Love my Poker Stars trip. Love being a Poker Stars ambassador. Jammed over to Washington, D.C., as we've already talked about for the show. Home now. Tons to do this week. Lots to do. Lots to prepare for. Why? UFC 245. Next Saturday, folks, I will see you and get ready because I am going to roar from that octagon like there's no tomorrow. Three championship fights. That means I got to be three times ready. And I'm going to be just that way. TJ, anything for you this week? I know you got something going on the yeah, quintet, right?
0: Huge, huge night on Thursday night in Las Vegas at the uh, luxurious and beautiful Red Rock Casino. Um, Love that. Place. Yeah, Love go that. out there if you can. Uh, if anybody's in the area, um, it is a night to really behold. For the first time ever, the UFC will go head to head with Pride Fighting Championships, Strike Force, and World Extreme Cage Fighting in a grappling event. Uh, it's five on five. The winner stays on the mat, the loser. Uh, will uh, leave the mat. It's really interesting uh, rules invented by Kazushi Sakuraba, who will also be grappling, representing Pride. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be really great. Some of the biggest stars from the UFC and, and Pride and WEC and Strikeforce will battle it out with bragging rights on the line as they try to bring home a win for their their old promotion.
1: Wow, my man Kazushi. I, you know, I wish I was there announcing this one because the names in this show are great, and I love to watch them all grapple and go at it see how their jits is, get it going. But Sakuraba, I am 3-0 and in the octagon with fighters trying to take the microphone from me, and you know that Sakuraba was my first go. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely, way yeah. back
0: at UFC Japan.
1: Yeah, and it, real quick, folks, we've talked about this many times. Real quick before we go, this is a great story. First time in Japan, huge arena, sold out, fight between Conan, the very popular coach for American Top Team, he's always acted by the octagon with his fighters, fighting the legendary Sakuraba. Conan, or rather Sakuraba, gets hit, drops to the ground. They thought he was knocked out. They stopped the fight, but he was going for a double-leg takedown. Uh, Much protest over this. The show was stopped and halted. In so many words, the entire audience was going to walk out. The protest was extreme. I have never seen this happen before in my entire life. But back in the locker room, they went back to Conan, they went back to Sakuraba, and they told him after the fight was declared over, and the winner, Conan, was declared the winner, they were told they had to fight again.
0: Well, let me, actually, allow, allow me to fill in I'll some blanks on, a little please, bit. Please do, please do. This please was, do. This was uh, one half of a four-man tournament. And right. Conan, and, Silva, uh, Conan and, and Sakuraba were you know paired up on the first half of the tournament. Conan gets the win, as you mentioned, controversially. Uh, John McCarthy admits that he made a mistake, Um, but, you know, what's done is done. You can't do anything about it. Um, They go in the back, and, you know, uh, serendipity is alive as the winner of the other side of the tournament is unable to continue uh, Mm -hmm. allowing Sakuraba his second opportunity uh, to go out there and fight Conan, and uh, he does so and gets a win. Yep, yep. You ever
1: see that happen ever again? I've never seen that happen.
0: I mean, again. I've seen people fight multiple times on the same card in the Midwest, uh, you know, 15 years ago. But nothing like that in the UFC, no.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I remember shows back 15, 20 years ago where the fight, you know, I was working cowboy bars. And the fights in the audience were better than the fights in the ring.
0: <laughs> oh, right. And, <laughs> yes. and they would fight in the audience maybe first and then have their rematch in the ring a few minutes later.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know. I've done some wild stuff. Right. I, I mean, we've
0: we've had trilogies in one night on shows like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All
1: right, TJ, I got to get going here. Got a lot to do today, as I'm sure everybody listening has a lot to do, and I know you do too. TJ, the holidays are upon us. Be back next week. I'm looking forward to the show, and then I'm looking forward to four weeks uh, of not having a UFC, and I mean that with all respect because that's the way the calendar has fallen after uh, the 14th, and that's the longest stretch I have not had a UFC in, and I think probably some 10, 15 years. You know, yeah, that's crazy. That's bonkers. That. It's crazy. Yeah, that's okay. Got got a lot of stuff working on. I got, I'm big announcements for next year. Big announcements. I'm just working on it, but I won't announce them until they're ready to go. All right, TJ, love you, brother. Be back next week. We'll get a great guest for the show. Everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. We love all of you, and when I travel the world, as I did just did in Brazil and everywhere I've been in the last few months, and when you tell me you listen to It's Time Radio and you love the podcast, I can't begin to tell you how that makes TJ and I feel. Thank you so much. Thank you for your orders, for your audios, your videos coming in. The specials were running for Christmas. Go to BruceBuffer.com. Get your championship intro introduction, audios, and videos. They're buying them up like crazy, folks, for gifts for Christmas. I'm happy to fulfill all the orders. All orders that come in by December 21st will be fulfilled and received in time for Christmas by December 23rd. That is a guarantee. Even if I have a 1,000 of them to do, they will be done, and you know I will get them done, TJ. Oh, no 100%. Problem. I know you. Hard worker. That's it, baby. That's it. Doing what I love. It's a lifestyle. It's not work. It's a lifestyle, and I love my life. Okay, everybody, I hope you love your life, too. Everybody, treat everybody with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. Become an expert as best you can. So when you set on that path, To fulfill your goals, you be the best you can be. And if that's what you do, whether you're the best in the industry, whether you're the best in your house, whether you're the best in the room, the bottom line is you're being the best you can be, which means you're winning. And that's what we talk about on this time radio, folks. Be a winner. We'll be back next week. Love to all. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.
0: Look around.